What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you, sitting across from the one and only... Anaya Vogue. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, buddy. Rad parenting. Here we are. Here we go. Taping on a Saturday. Yes. You know what's crazy is we're in a tape right now, and within less than 24 hours, this will be everywhere for everyone to listen to. That kind well, of trips me out. It, well, it, you know what? It doesn't so much trip me out because honestly, every day when I leave the studio, I feel like we've actually like done it. Like Everybody's heard what we've done. Oh, because I feel when we're talking like this, I'm very aware of our audience, which I think is is good. Um, but yeah, I don't, it's, it's always a little bit of a like mind thing for me. When like, you're oh, doing yeah, the show, heard it yet. when you're doing the show, do you actually visualize the listeners listening? I do. What do you see them doing? I see them in their cars, or I see them like you know on a treadmill or something, or on a walk because that's when I listen to my podcast. What was the show growing up when we were kids that the woman looked into the mirror and goes, "Um, today's show, I see Joe." Romper room. Was that romper room? Yes. What was the woman? name? Oh gosh, I don't remember that. Do you that. remember her? And she would say, today I had so much fun and I'm looking into my mirror and I see little Joe and I'd be like, yeah. dude, it's just talking to me. me. Yeah, that didn't happen for so me. You, so you, you're, you literally visualize the people listening. I do. Like I always, I, my experience is almost like we're doing this live. Okay. I love that. Uh-huh. So. For me, for me, there is a visual. I do visualize mm-hmm. our, our listeners, obviously, because you know we read the emails and I see the the reviews and stuff. Um, I don't know why to this day I always visualize like a dad that so much doesn't want to listen to the show or a mom. <laughs> you know, I don't want to just say that men yeah. are that way. Okay. Maybe there's a mom. Maybe there's a father. Maybe there's two partners that have been like, "Hey, I want you to listen to this," and then I always imagine that the listener is this person that's just like on the fence. Like, and you know what? It's probably visualizing myself a little bit. Like I'm not sitting down and listening to the, who is this guy? Who's this woman? No. Yeah. I don't even like their faces. She's a know-it-all. Yeah. She's an expert. (laughs) Middle finger to her. Like I just. Says who? Yeah. I don't know if that's because of my upbringing (laughs) performing in the punk rock world of just, you know, opening for so many bands. When you're opening, like, for the Ramones or like Social Distortion, no one was there to see us. They mm. were there to see them. So you really were met with a lot of- Hostility? Just middle fingers to your face. <laughs> Straight up. You know? Like, me- get over with it so we can just get to see the real band. Exactly. I remember opening up for the Ramones at the Roxy and um, the crowd after our, the, the crowd began chanting, hey ho, let's go, so loud that we couldn't even really hear ourselves play. <gasps> oh. And so sad. we were supposed to play a half hour. We we played one song, second song. By the third song, I was like, thank you so much. Let's get the Ramones out here. And I just <laughs> ran off stage. And the promoter was like, dude, you got another 20 minutes. I'm like, you go out there. Really? Is yeah. that a true story, Jeff? True story. Wow. Yeah. But okay. uh, the, thing, the thing about today's show, um, we rarely tape on Saturdays, but um, – the thing about today's show was you've been traveling, I've been traveling, we got in here, and I realized, and I talked to you about this yesterday when we were texting mm-hmm. each other and on the phone, is that the last two shows that we aired mm-hmm. did really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I always look at the numbers, I was like, wow, I wonder why they did well. And I realized both of them were touching on topics that aren't necessarily topics that I might think other parenting blogs or parenting mm. podcasts might mm-hmm. touch on. Uh Two weeks ago, we did a show on basically um, the title escapes me, but it was something like "Kids, oh my what god, I get myself into what the hell did I get myself into." Yeah. And that show is basically about uh, from a parent that sent us an email saying, "Like, I have these two kids, I love them, but oh my gosh, yeah. what happened? What have I done? What mm-hmm. have I done?" So we tackled that. That show did really well. Yeah. The next week, not planned, we just aired this show. 
um, parenting solo, parenting solo, Mm -hmm. touching on basically what's been going on at my house and, and touching on the concept of like, Hey, check it out. I just got left alone with my kids. I don't know what to do. I'm, Mm -hmm. I haven't, I'm used to doing this in partnership. Exactly. How do I do this solo? Yeah. So then I started, you know, thinking about that. I was like, wow, you know, I like doing these topics that are different. And I hit you a text. Mm -hmm. I said, let, you know, come in with something. Like, let's go really crazy, mm-hmm. you know? And I know when I say that to you, I have to be careful because you'll really... <laughs> no, I, There's so many possibilities. I know, I know. And I was like, let's let's do something crazy, Anaya. And you're like, okay. And I remember you text back a show. I want to do a show on being selfish. And my first instinct was like, oh, I know, being a parent, you, you, you what you're saying is yeah. um, not being selfish. Right. What's that word? Selfless. Selfless. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was uh, good old... Uh, Steve Jobs throwing in his, I'm going to correct your text for you oh, vibe. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know how he does that yes, from the dead? But no, did. you didn't mean to say it. You meant to say yeah. this. And <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, no, you mean self? And you go, no, no, no. I want to do a show on how it's healthy to be selfish. Important s- to be selfish. Selfish. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Boom. Right there, I was like, I don't know how mm-hmm. you're going to do this <laughs> and how we are going to do a show on it. Yeah. But I started kind of digesting that idea, and all I can say is uh, this is going to be some like Houdini stuff right here, like full-on magic trick. You're saying that it's healthy as a parent to be selfish. I'm saying it's healthy as a human, actually. And I'm going to lay that out for you. I'm going to make my case. Okay. Okay? Let's go. Are you ready? I love, I, I love it because right now I, I really am being – uh, 100% transparent. I don't know where, right. like how, because for me, it, I'll just throw this out. As soon as I became a parent, the the guilt that, I, that just came along with like anytime, like if I'd go surfing by myself mm. or mm-hmm. I think if Karen would go do something, we mm-hmm. felt guilty. Like you're supposed to be a parent. Nothing's yeah. about you anymore. I yeah. still carry that. Yeah. Like if it hasn't taken hold, if the, if that, because this is something that we've been, I'm, I'm trying to undo like generations of, of a particular teaching. And, uh, and yeah, if it hasn't taken hold, if that teaching of don't be selfish hasn't taken hold by the time we become parents, when we become parents, we're like, oh, now's the time. And, and a lot of that happens from this really primal place of like, I need to protect my babies. Like no matter what, like they have to be safe in order for me to feel whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm going to push back on that today. All right, let's go for it. Okay. You're on. So here's, here's what I'm going to ask everyone to do. I want you to imagine a team, like a sports team, whatever, whatever is familiar to you or whatever, soccer team, football team, hockey team, you know, yo, yo Canada. I knew you were going to um, <laughs> knew that was coming. <laughs> and um, I want you to imagine that the coach of a team says, okay, yo, here's what's up. Every single one of you, your most important job is to make sure that you are the best athlete that you can be. You are physically strong. You are mentally strong. You understand the game. If there's some part you don't understand, if there's a part of your body, you've got an injury that needs to be attended to, you, your job is to show up on training day for the new season at your absolute best. Okay. Well, now does that, I mean, first of all, what would that mean? That would mean a, an infinitely stronger team than if we didn't say, yo, here's your, here's your deal. Every single one of you are responsible for being your very best. Okay. Now, does that mean that when we, they step onto the, onto the field or onto the ice, that they are not going to play like a team? They're not going to be listening to each other during practice. They're not going to be taking signals. Um, of course not. They're, when they step onto the field, they're going to work as a team, but they are going to be infinitely stronger as a team if every part 
of that organization has first and foremost taken responsibility for being the best version of themselves. Okay, and I that is you. that is what I'm saying. So now let's just apply that in just the plain old human world. Or, and where it's most difficult, as, as you said, once we become parents, we dive even deeper into those teachings of don't be selfish. And if you're selfish, if you put yourself first, that makes you a bad person, a bad parent. We are especially hard on girls and women. We we essentially say part of being a good a good girl, a good uh, woman, a good mother is to always put yourself second, right? To be Absolutely. selfless, okay? Absolutely. So, and the fact is, what does that breed? It breeds resentment for people that are not making those same sacrifices. If we are not taking physical care of ourselves, intellectual care of ourselves, emotional care of ourselves, so on and so forth, we cannot show up to be, um, to offer our best to others. And if there's ever a time when we need to be our best to offer that best version of ourselves to other humans, it is in the parent-child dynamic, right? Because we are modeling, we are taking, we're literally responsible for keeping those little beings healthy. And so our tendency is to be like, oh yeah, it has to be all about them. And what I'm suggesting is all of the things that we're already naturally doing for our kids, we will do better, we will do longer, we will do more consistently, we will do without resentment and burnout out if we are committed to this idea of I must be the best version of me first. And then, of course, that doesn't mean I'm going to be like bail on my kids, like, oh, got to go do a retreat for you know a month and check out. We, we don't need to do that. What I'm talking about is something that can be done on a daily basis um, in smaller increments, maybe twice a year we do go away for like a weekend retreat of some sort. And not only is that going to make us better in the moment, like in the here and now, but it's going to model behavior that's going to be beneficial to our kids. Right when you're saying all of that, the first thing that goes through my mind is just the years and years of conditioning that I know myself and our listeners are just saying, okay, great in theory. How do you break mm. the two questions I have for you? How do you begin to take on this concept of, hey, you know what? I need to take some time for myself. And just just a broad stroke in your opinion, why, why do you think that growing up and being in the world that we live in, that uh, the whole thing of once you're a parent, it's all about your kids. Because I, 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 you know, I can share with you, that drives me a little bit crazy when I meet people. And you know, sorry if you're listening to the show right now, but there's plenty of parents <laughs> I know that, um, that it drives me crazy. You know, they, they say things like, you know, I'm like, so what's up, man? And they're like, oh, you know, this weekend we made fresh berries and then we walked, you know, and saw the sunrise and then we're taking so-and-so to see the stars. And, you know, I just have no time, but I got to be honest, I just love, you know, every waking moment. I wish I could spend with my kids. I wish I didn't have to sleep and I could stare at them while they're sleeping because <laughs> I'd get more time to watch them sleep because I don't need to sleep. And, you're, yeah. and, it, and it just makes me go, okay, so you've totally, you're, are you really? being honest that you that's all you want to do hey and if, if there's someone listening right now and you're like yeah that's where i'm at joe hey i respect that mm -hmm. but for me i'm like i'm not that dude mm -hmm. now i feel bad that i want to sleep more and not watch my you know yes. does that make sense yeah, it, it absolutely where does makes this sense. tug of war come from so so first of all i think a lot of it has to do with socialization as with most things so we have to stop and think folks that you know a lot of the things that we do in our day-to-day -day lives a lot of the values that we hold we have never been encouraged to stop and take like a values inventory and be like, okay, so, and the most simple example I can give is the whole like, you know, oh, you know, are you, are you religious? Yes. What, what, what religion do you follow? Catholic. Why are you Catholic? Well, my parents were Catholic. That is not 
you having done a little exploration of saying, okay, so I was raised Catholic. Yes, that's what's most familiar to me, but does all of this make sense to me? Does it really speak to my inner sense of things and how they should be and blah, 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 blah? Um, or am I going to keep doing this? You know, if, if I am, for what reasons? Like I'm talking about like, you know, being conscious. And so it's the same thing with this concept of being selfish or this concept of I need to be selfless or I need to put myself third or fourth or fifth down the line. It's because a lot of what we do in the world, we do based on how society is going to react to that because we want either social credibility or we want to avoid social shunning or being ostracized. And so we follow the plan often without even stopping and really contemplating, does that actually make sense for me? Do I truly believe that always putting everybody else before myself is the right way to go? I mean, there's new research and I, I referenced Gabor Mate's uh, work just a couple of shows ago. And you know, he starts some of his talks by reading obituaries of people who one of the common threads has been that they were, I mean, essentially selfless. They were caregivers for other people. They were doctors. They were nurses. They were dedicated uh, uh, spouses or, or parents that were known for like, they always put everybody else first. And you know what? They ended up with cancer. They ended up with disease, literally physical manifestations of self-denial, of not taking care of themselves and always taking care of everyone else led to their own demise. Wow. That right there, when you say it like that, right when you brought that up, I've read those obituaries, mm -hmm. not from the author you're mm -hmm. talking about, mm -hmm. but I've read those and you're so right when you say that. It's always like, took care of everybody, yeah. she did this, he did that, never thought of himself, never took a day off from work, right. never did anything, didn't have a hobby, just loved that, died of colon cancer, died yes. of heart yes. attack. Di okay, yes. wow. Yes. That, okay, when you say it like that, this is opening my eyes big time. Okay. We got to take a break okay. for a second. When mm -hmm. we come back, Anea, I want you to walk us through mm -hmm. how we can begin this process. And then also going back to last week for our solo parents out yes. there. Yes. They're yes. listening right now going, uh, yeah. That'd be great. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. How totally. do I put that into my yeah. life right now? Let's do it. All right. Mm -hmm. We're going to do that. We'll be right back after this. Joe Sib here. Welcome back to Rad Parenting. Uh, we're talking about being selfish. Right before that break, I asked Anaya to lay out in the second half of this particular episode how and when and how you can learn to apply uh, these ideas mm -hmm. of taking time to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that you have some actual hardcore like ideas of how you can mm -hmm. do that. And then also... Uh, before we get out of here, speaking to the solo parents out there right now yes. that are you know running running the whole game by themselves, yeah. and and they're like, okay, that must be nice. I have no other set of hands except mine. Right? How do I how do I make this happen? Okay, so the, before before I I go any any further, one thing I'm feeling I need to definitely clarify here because I can feel that there's going to be some pushback here because we have you know the word selfish is just so loaded. I want to make it clear that what I'm not saying is versions of 
I don't even know that selfish is the right word, but we're not talking about um, individualism to the point of like me, me, me. It's just about me, whatever I need, whatever I need to do to make enough money, whatever I need to do to, you know, get, get, get an A on my test, even if that means cheating, if it means, you know, I'm going to screw people over to make the money that I want to have for myself. That is not what I'm talking about. I am talking about like, can you imagine if when little new little people came into the world, we as parents told them, okay, dude, Here's, here's your number one job. Your number one job is to be the best version of yourself. So that means, you know, if you're, we're going to eat healthy because we want your body to be as strong and healthy as it possibly can be. If it means, you know, wh why do I have to go to bed at seven o'clock? Because remember your job is to be the best version of yourself and your sleep is what's going to help repair all of that stuff that you did throughout the day so that you're going to be stronger tomorrow. Why do I have to go to school? Because that's part of you making your brain the best it can be. I don't feel, I don't feel that what I feel that y your point being, mm -hmm. and, and just because I'm sitting across from mm -hmm. you, I didn't. I don't feel that you're saying, "Hey, be selfish, make the most money." Hey, be selfish, yes. have the biggest house, nothing Great. like that. I feel that you're saying being selfish in this case is take the time for yourself so that you can continue the maintenance and balance of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. That's right. And using this word selfishness in the sense of, "Hey, everybody, I'm gonna," and tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Your, what I'm picking up on is. I'm going to put everyone else on pause. Mm -hmm. And when I say everyone, I mean my partner, mm -hmm. I mean my husband, I mean my wife, I mean my kids, my yep. job, parents, everybody. I'm going to put everyone on pause. Yep. Sometimes it's going to be for 15 minutes. Sometimes it's going to be for an hour. Sometimes it might be for a weekend. But right now, I'm going to put everyone on pause because I'm going to concentrate on myself right now, whether that's, you know, and I and you're going to go into, it's quiet time. It's, it's uh, doing some... Uh, Meditation. Yeah. Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's painting. I don't know what mm -hmm. it is, but just a moment in time where, and the only analogy I can use is like you're recharging and you're just plugging back in so that you can come back best. into the game and be your best. That's right. Is that what you're saying? It is. I'm absolutely saying it's, okay. it's, it's another great, like really, uh, you know, quick analogy that I use all the time is, is the oxygen mask. When you are on a plane and they consistently say, if you were traveling with a small child, Put on your own oxygen mask first before you before you assist them. Why? Because if you're so busy fumbling to make sure your kid's oxygen mask is on, and by the time you get to yours, <laughs> you're out of air, you're not going to be good to that kid or anyone else. So you need to make sure you put your own oxygen mask first in this reframing of the word selfish so that you can actually A, be the best for yourself so that by extension, you can be your best for others. Yeah. Great so, analogy using that. So ways that we can do it. So here's okay. the, the practical, because I know that the pace that we keep, and believe me, like where we are folks here in Los Angeles, like, I mean, it is a, it's chaos. You know, the time that we spend on the freeways and the distances we have to travel and the, you know, the stuff, the amount of stuff that we put on our plates. Okay. So I am saying that it could be as simple as, cause it's really more than anything about being conscientious. So not just sort of flippantly being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll add 15 minutes of like sitting in a corner quietly. Like it has to be much more conscious than that. Right. So it could be just 15 minutes, to be honest, it could even start with five minutes, but in those five minutes or in those 15 minutes that there is a consistency and that you stop and say, this is me shutting down and taking care of myself. 
right? Just like if you, the difference between I'm going to wolf down a meal because you know, I should eat and I'm hungry and then I got to get back on to blah, 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 as opposed to, you know what? Oh my gosh, I'm going to make sure that I've got like a good healthy meal in front of me. And as I'm eating, I'm going to be sitting and thinking mindfully about the fact that I'm putting this like insane amount of nutrition in my body and I can feel it's going to help rebuild my muscles. It's going to recharge my brain, blah, blah, blah. So that's really important. Whatever amount of time you take, whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and that literally folks is all that it needs to be in a day with this first thing I'm talking about. So this is what I would call me time. You're going to, you are going to announce to your family. You're going to announce to your partner. They can get on board if they want or not. You're not dragging them along. You're just saying, I've decided. Is that important to announce to your family that you're doing this? Well, I think it is. And it's going to be especially true for, for, for mothers, maybe also for fathers, but especially because mothers are still in, in most homes, the primary caregiver. Although we have, thankfully, I'm so thrilled about this. We are in a generation where we have more and more dads that are stay-at-home dads that are truly like sharing that, the childcare um, aspect of their lives. Um, but yes, it is at the very least to your partner so that by he or she can support. Okay. And also by announcing it, does it also leave the opportunity for the window to get open? Do you know what I'm saying I with the time? It, like, Hey, you know, yes, Joe it, said, or mom said, yeah. uh, you know, in the mornings, I don't know, they're going to, yes. they're going to get up earlier. That's so right. Don't be bothering right. them because that's their time. Is exactly. That a, is that so cool especially, so if we're in a two parent situation here mm-hmm. and I'm, and, and single parents, I'm, I am going to get to you. I promise <laughs> because I feel for you. Um, the reason it's important to get your partner on board, whether they want to participate or not, is because it's very difficult to allow yourself to go into that like 5, 15, 30 minute, you know, little bubble if you know that at any minute and you're anticipating one of your kids is going to come running and asking for something. They're going to holler across the house. They're going to be like knocking on the door, whatever, whatever it is. So getting your partner on board, whether they want to actually do it for themselves, they just want to sort of support you from afar, at least to start with, is really essential so that they can be like, no, 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 mommy's doing blah, 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 or daddy's doing blah, blah, blah. And, and to keep, run interference essentially. What I actually, what I personally do, because I am single parenting right now for the most part, is I get up an hour before my daughter gets up. So I'm up at six. She doesn't have to be woken up until seven. And I spend that first hour very consciously. I drink my liter of water. I have my tea. I read something that is not work-related, that is just for me, whether it's you know um, intellectually or spiritually um, uh, um, stimulating um, or just anything that feels like it's just for me. And that sets my day off in a completely different way. When I miss that time now, because it's become such a part of my routine, I can feel the resentment. I can feel the resentment toward my daughter, toward my work, toward the people that are like shooting emails and blah, blah, blah. And of course, it's not their fault. They have no idea what I'm doing. So that's on, it's on me. But I have realized the impact of taking that time and what it does to my heart and to my psyche to say, you matter enough to take 60 minutes and, and it could, honestly, there's some days where it has to be shorter. Either I have gotten to bed later the night before and I, I'm, I'm like, nope, the extra 30 minutes of sleep, so I'm going to cut that hour down to 30 minutes. Any bit of it that is consciously approached as this is me doing something to be my best self is going to have an impact. Now, the, with your experience, because you have an older mm-hmm. that's 21, 21, now, 21 mm-hmm. and then you have a younger... Yeah. Did they grow up with this, and has that has that affected in their lives? Because I can only imagine 
that if you were taking that time and you always talk yeah. about, you know, we're the role model yes. for our kids. Yep. How, how did that work? So that's the added benefit. Great question. So when my eldest was nine, um, that was really when I first started. I was already running, you know, I was running probably, I was on my second business. Maybe I was still in the first at that point, but I just had this insane schedule and I decided that I was going to work really hardcore Monday through Thursday and I was going to start taking Fridays off. Now, not all of us have that, you know, because I was running my own business, I was my own boss. I had that that benefit. But you're um, also saying that like the other four days, the hours were probably insane. Longer, exactly. Got it. And so that Fridays, was a choice I made because it was too difficult. I'm very structured and I like schedule, and it, I knew that it was going to work better for me to have a full day where I just let people know, you know, no, I'm not taking care of work stuff that day. But when I first did that, my nine year old was like, "What?" And I called it, I, I, sometimes I called them my goddess days, sometimes I called them me days. But initially there was this pushback, just sort of this knee jerk, like, what? even though, folks, she was going to be at school most of that day, right? Probably wouldn't have even impacted her. But the anticipation that I would not be available to her, because I was even suggesting this like me day or this time when I was going to be sort of checked out, so to speak, felt scary to her. Um, now cut to... As she moved into her adolescent years and now as a young adult, although she also has, and this is modeling folks, it t- it's, it's, it's crazy, she runs the schedule much like I do, like probably way more on her plate than she should have at any given moment, but she takes, she carves out that time for herself because I believe of what she saw me do. It gave her an example. It gave her permission as not being a thing that was shameful or meant that she was weak or that it was unacceptable or that she was being selfish in a, in a bad way. And, and I expect that the very same thing. So although my, my nine-year-old, I mean, she's sleeping, she's not paying attention to the fact that I've checked out for that hour, which is part of what makes it easier on me. But I let her know that I do that because I want her to know there, that there has been great benefit to me and it's modeling something that will be available to her at such time Man, as she wants to do it. What a, like hearing you say that, mm-hmm. I wish when we were going back and forth with the idea of what this show's about, mm-hmm. the word selfishness isn't even coming to mind. It's really maintenance. I just feel yeah. like this whole show yeah. is just on uh, personal and mental maintenance yeah. as a parent that we need to allow ourselves to take and what's happened because of the way that possibly we were raised and the and this, the world that we're living mm-hmm. in and because of the social media and because yep. of you know so and so and Tommy and 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 Lori are making the fresh berry pie and they they love it it gives us the moment uh, or gives us the idea of oh I can't ever do anything for myself so then you just you're just on this treadmill That's on right. the little the little the little wheel that the the little um what are the what are those called the hamster, hamster wheel yeah yep. you're just on the hamster wheel going okay I I, I got to go in this circle I got to keep going keep going keep going yes. more energy in no time for myself yes. but what you're saying wow it 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 really brings a whole other uh, set of uh, of eyes, uh, a vision of mm-hmm. this whole situation. Well, and and here's the thing: is when we are in that, you know, the whole thing you just described. There, we're on the hamster wheel. We're stretching ourselves too thin. The other negative impact of that is we are more likely to be short with our kids, have less patience, be more reactionary to things that you know set us off. I can always feel when I am too depleted, when I have stretched myself too thin, when I start being really reactionary to whether it's my kids or it's, you know, you know, some email that I got that seems annoying. And and usually the annoying is the tug. 
There's too many people tugging on me and I don't have any more bandwidth. And so is that enjoyable to anybody? I mean, is it good for my girls when I am stretched so thin because I haven't taken care of myself? So there's something about really committing to taking whatever amount of time. And I do recommend, like, although I went, you know, full on and took the the day because that worked for my schedule, what I would recommend to most parents is that you start with something that feels manageable to you, whatever that is. And honestly, I don't care if it's five minutes, but you do that five minutes every morning or at lunchtime or before bed consistently, at least for 30 days. And then it starts to become a habit and you'll start to feel your insides shift. Okay. Give me just, just, just a kind of a, just a brief, uh, broad stroke of mm-hmm. other ideas. Cause if yeah. I, I could feel right now, if I'm listening to the show right now, I'm like, okay, I get this. I'm on board. Okay. I understand the hour in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to work. Give yep. me some other, give me some okay. other possible so, ideas. So let's just say that you've got what, however long most of us have a commute to work, whether it's okay. 15 minutes or it's 50 minutes or in here in LA, 90 minutes, whatever it is, <laughs> take a portion of that. And it's first about making the, making the choice saying, I need to find 15 minutes in my day that I consciously decide is just, it's my selfish time. It's my me time, whatever you, you need to call it. My, my rejuvenation time that you take that 15 minutes consistently and you are understanding or consciously understanding that it is time you are taking for yourself just for yourself. You don't take any calls during that time. You, If you're in your car driving to work, you could put on an audio tape of a book you've really been wanting to read, but you're like, where am I, when am I going to find time for that? Or something that you find inspiring. Or it could even be like a phone call with your best friend if that's a thing that tends to be, feels supportive or feels like so it's, it's just about you taking care of yourself. So it's really just about what you need to feel that sense of maintenance. Yes. And I'm, so for, I, for me, it'd be like, like I just throw out like if you said it it, it could be uh, you know like I love if I can ever get it in once a week to like get a surf in yes and yeah the just take that time when I'm in the water and you're just like all right and yep. I get out and I always feel mentally yes and spiritually so much better exactly you know, even Karen says oh my god you're like a new person exactly you know so so you're saying that now that's obviously more time but you're 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 even throwing out that if 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 you set aside 15 minutes to call your best friend and that's, that, right. that's enjoyable to you. Yeah. The one thing I would just say is try to make it about the inward and not like just ch- checking out. You're not calling your mother to go, how are you? Is there anything you need from me? Right. Cause you're really, that is folks for most of us, that's like checking a box. Like, totally. yeah, I'm doing the right thing. I, I really haven't talked to her and I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if on the other hand, having a conversation with your mom is like incredibly inspiring and, and she tends to like remind you of the importance of taking care of yourself. What I'm, what I'm suggesting when I say don't check out is, you know, if you're like sitting down with a, like say a video game or something like that, or, or something that's just zoning you out as opposed to allowing you to turn inward and be like, this is me feeding myself in some way, shape, or form. This isn't 15... Okay, I think what you meant is this isn't 15 minutes that you stare on your phone at social media and That's right. And go on Instagram. Exactly. Got it. Yep, not that. We're doing that throughout the day anyway. I'm talking about a concerted... Got it. Basically, you know, checking out of all those other like... Unplugging. Yes, unplugging for 15 minutes. If you need to start with five, I'll take it. You'll, you will you will benefit from it. Um, and, and it is important to your point earlier that if we are parenting with a partner, if we have the benefit of that, that 
it, it is important to get your partner on board so that there can be support. And then of course, it's really important. Like the whole announcing it to your kids is, you know, ideally they're, they're going to like be able to occupy themselves and, and be like, oh yeah, like I get it. This is what mommy does or this is what daddy does or whatever. But remember, you're also modeling for them. And so I, in an ideal world, like if I was, you know, if I had a magic wand, I'd be like, oh, like every family in every home is recognizing this. Like, just like they might be like, we're going to go to church every Sunday. Okay. That's your, you know, I want it to be as important or sitting down for family meals that as a family, you say, okay, you know what? After dinner every night, we take 30 minutes. Everybody goes to their corners. We're not doing uh, devices. We are reading books. We are meditating. We are doing some sort of mindful practice. We are sitting quietly. We're reading a book that we really want, whatever, for 15 minutes. And then collectively, we are, that's the whole working as a team. We're going off to our different corners to be the best versions, contribute, work toward being our best. And then when we come together as a family, we're way more chill with each other. We are in individually better spaces. So collectively, we are going to be in a better space. And I don't think that's woo-woo. I really don't. I think that that's like, there's science. Yeah. And, and, and that's doable, what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Before we get out of here. Yep. The single speak parents. to my single parents yep. right now. Speak to the parents that are like, explain how I am going to make any of this work. I have two kids. I have two separate pickups. I have two separate drop-offs. Mm-hmm. I have sports. I have lessons. I have, I have work. Yes. I have work after work. Yep. How am I going to do this? I hear you loud and clear, mm-hmm. Anaya, mm-hmm. but there is no time. Yes. There's none. Okay. So- I'm going to say that um, if if you want to find the time, it, it is there because as I said before, a lot of this applies to some of the examples I just gave. If you are working two jobs, which, which many of us as single parents have to do, en route to one job or the other, in between jobs, audio tape on in your ears, on your phone, if you're riding public transportation, if you're in your car, whatever. Um, there's lots of apps that have different meditations and mindfulness practices. I, I, I'm telling you, it's just... It, Give give me thirty days of a commitment to this, and 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 I'm telling you, it will make a difference, and that will lead you. Because a lot of us aren't doing it because we don't. We're so caught up in the what we're supposed to do if we're hardworking parents and we're doing the right thing and we're acceptable individuals is just running as hard as we can as much of the time as possible. And I'm saying that we will be able to run more efficiently, more effectively if we take this time. So even as a single parent. However, you're getting to and from work. If you get, if it's get your kids to bed and you take five minutes, five minutes for the next 30 days, I am telling you it will make a difference because it does something to our insides. It does something to our psyche when we say, I matter enough to take care of me first. And only then can I even sniff being the best version of myself for my children for my my coworkers, for my extended family, whatever, it's not possible until we make sure that we are the best that we can be first. Anae, I got to say, when we started today, I was hesitant. I was, uh, you know, I'm not hesitant in the sense of like, you know, we're not going to do this, yeah, but I was- a little unsure. I was just unsure. Uh-huh. I love the fact that we do that and we throw it out on the table. Uh, this This idea makes so much sense when you explain it that way. And even for me right now, while you were talking, the light bulb was just going off on my head, in my head of, you know, with my own, with Karen, you know, Mm -hmm. with my wife, Mm -hmm. uh, I I feel that sometimes she is just jamming along so hard, so um, 
tied up into all of the ins and outs of what yeah. our kids and what our family's doing is that I really need to s- sit her down and say, you, you know, I got to give you a timeout. You need to sit on the bench. Yes. You need to get out of the game, mm-hmm. put the gear away, take off the uniform. You need to, to step uh, aside and, and do that. And, and yeah. I know for her, I always, we have those conversations and it, and, and I feel that there's just this, like, if I stop, then how do I get back into the game? Exactly. But what you're saying is you'll stop, recharge, and you'll get back into the game even more together and more, uh, it, it just a better, you'll be a better version of yourself. A- absolutely. And here, here to go back to Dr. Mate's work again, what he says, he wrote this incredible book called When the Body Says No. And the idea behind that is if we don't consciously choose to have this balance, to have some downtime where we are rejuvenating, we are taking care of ourselves first, that our body will shut down for us in the form of disease, in the form of, you know, oh, my appendix suddenly exploded. Uh, You know, I have cancer. I had a stroke. I'm having anxiety attacks. Um, The, you know, I'm, I'm suddenly depressed. I've never been a depressed person. Suddenly I'm struggling with depression or anxiety. All of those things are the body's way of overriding and say, look, if, if you're not going to make the call, I'm on it because something's got to give here. Like a computer that has been revving for too many days and it starts to get hot and it's like it won't shut down. That is essentially what we're doing to our bodies, not just our physical body, but our whole beings. You're doing the force quit. Yes, exactly. You have to hit the force. <laughs> well, you're, if we don't hit the force quit, if we don't choose to do that and start to implement these 5, 15, 30-minute you know, little portions of me time or whatever you want to call it, then our body will, will force quit for us. Wow. So we, it, this is no joke. No, it ain't no joke. And I would make a joke out of it. It was. I know. I can't, I wouldn't, I would, but man, all right. Yeah. That right so there. So get to it, folks. Thank you so much for rolling the dice with this concept and this idea. You're I welcome. love it. Uh, and I don't even, like I said at the beginning, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's selfishness. It's just maintenance. That's what I feel like we got out of this. Anea, you are the best. There's a reason why you're the expert and I am not. That is why. That's our tagline right there. Hey, uh, before we get out of here, I want to thank everyone, obviously, for listening to the show. Keep those reviews coming in, radparenting at gmail.com. Uh, write a review. Uh, and I, I, I know that some books were meant to be sent out. They are in the back of my car, and they are being sent out, just so you know, so you'll be receiving a book. And right now, if you're like, what is the book Joe's talking about? Because I know we have a lot of new listeners. Anaya wrote a great book called Nine Ways That We're uh, nine ways that we're ruining our girls. We're screwing. Nine ways we're screwing up our girls and how we can stop. Nine ways that we're screwing up our girls and how that we can stop. And <laughs> and basically, if you wrote, wrote a review and you took a picture of it on iTunes and you sent it to us, we uh, pick a winner and mm-hmm. we send you the book. So we will allow that again. Write a review on iTunes and take that photo, send it to radparenting at gmail.com. I'll pick a winner and I will send you a book and I won't take forever to do it this time. I promise. With all that said, Anea Bogue, thank you so much. My name is Joe Sib. And Anea Bogue. And we're out of here. Late. Late.